Welcome to the Dental Elements Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. This show is about uh, dental professionals sharing stories of collaboration, inspiration, and a lot of innovation. So welcome. You can find information about today's show and any of our guests and previous shows on our website, rootyouon.com. And in this episode, we are welcoming Noreen Raja. He is the CEO of Equa Marketing, and he is going to be sharing with you some of his uh, top tricks and tips to be recognized on Google and how to attract the right patients and the best patients and a lot of them. So welcome to the show and a good shout out to Smile Makers who um, is sponsoring uh, this episode. So thank you to Smile Makers. They are graciously offering you 20% off of any order. So be sure to go to smilemakers.com and uh, type in code DAP20 for 20% off your entire order. That is very nice of them. Also, this episode can be seen on our YouTube channel at Dental Elements. So if you want to see the visual, you can check that out on YouTube. Thank you so much for having me today, Cindy. I really appreciate this opportunity. I know this is the second time I'm doing an episode with you. So I really appreciate you having me back. Yeah, my name is Naren Arul Raja. So those of you who watched my previous episode, this might be like a minute of me repeating what I already said. I'm the founder and CEO of Equa Marketing. We are a digital marketing agency. Uh, We have a total team of 200 plus people and uh, we do end-to-end SEO and all types of digital marketing services. And the the goal is to make the phone ring. What I'm most proud of is 95% of our clients uh, stay with us. I also started the Dental Marketing Society, the Reducing Insurance Dependence Academy, and I co-host a podcast with Gary Takas called Less Insurance Dependent. So that's kind of a little bit about me. Uh, perhaps we can include those details in the show notes. So if anyone is interested in finding out more, they can you know click on those links. Yes, absolutely. So today we're going to talk about the dental buyer's journey. And so I wanted to know what is a dental buyer's journey and why is it essential for dental practices? Thank you for that. I think it's a great topic to talk about dental buyer's journey. And I think like you clearly pointed out, let's start by you know defining what is the dental buyer's journey. If we don't understand our customer, in this case, the dental buyer, and if we don't understand how they go about making that decision of whether to come to your practice, whether to you know listen to your recommendations versus go to some other practice, then we reduce our chances of succeeding in convincing that patient to come see us. Just to kind of provide some context, if we are having this conversation, let's say in the early 90s, the dental bias journey in those days was totally different. Most of the time for most people, if you were alive in the early 90s, or if you were an adult in the early 90s, you anytime you need a dentist and you don't know of a dentist, more than likely you're going to the yellow page book, which sits next to your phone. Uh, You know, remember those days we had landline phones, so it would sit next to your landline phone. You go to that book, you flip to the dentist section and you perhaps, you know, browse through that section and more than likely you will see some big ads on page one and a few more ads. And then you'll read those ads. It'll say, you know, this is what we do. This is where we are located. Here's the name of the doctor, et cetera, et cetera. And after reading a couple of ads, you might say, okay, let me call this number. Maybe the first ad or the second ad. And then you pick up the phone, you call, you ask questions, you further get to know them because that half page ad or the quarter page ad doesn't have a lot of information. And then if everything checks out, you go and see the doctor. That's 
typically what happens in you know the pre-90s world. Oh, it may have happened through a referral. You know, a friend who knows everything the city you just moved to and you talk to that friend and he says, oh yeah, this is my dentist. You should call see that dentist. So that was the dental bias journey in early 1990s. And Google came along in 1998 and I think things started to change. What Google realized is that people needed information every day, all day long, multiple times a day. And they built a search engine where we could discover information very quickly, whether it's helping our son who's in fifth grade with a history project where she's writing an essay about Abraham Lincoln and what he did, or whether it's, you know, some other topic that they're researching, or could be finding a dentist, we start with Google. So the dental bias journey has fundamentally changed. And today I think it starts with Google. And then what happens is I'm using Google or most of us, again, studies have been done on this. We use Google more than 90% of the time when we are choosing a healthcare provider. And um, the reason we use Google is for two reasons. One is we want to learn about the condition we may have or the, the procedure we think we need, or we might be using the using Google to learn more about the solution. Like who can provide this service for me? You know, which doctor should I go to? Why should I choose them? So it's an awesome research tool to help me kind of learn about what I need as well as learn about who can provide me what I need. Um, so that's kind of how it happens. And then we'll go more and more into depth around all the different things that happens along the way. So hopefully you can now understand it, master it, and hopefully do well in 2023 and beyond. Sometimes I wish we could go back to those phone books and old-fashioned telephones, right? All the technology is great, but it can be a little difficult, but exciting. I am related to Abraham Lincoln, too, by the way. I'm a Lincoln. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in 2023, 90% of people start their journey by searching for a dentist on Google. So what you shared with us is super important of why we need to be on Google today, because we don't have the phone books. We don't have the old-fashioned phones. And so what about Google Ads? So why does a Google ad visitor spend 15 seconds on your website versus a Google organic visitor spending 90 seconds on your website? That's a great question. Google makes a lot of money from Google ads. If I were to be precise, in 2022, the last fiscal year that they just completed, they made $224 billion from Google ads. $224 billion. If Google ads were a country, it will be like the 52nd richest country in the world, meaning Google Ads, the country, makes more money than 150 other countries in the world. It's crazy the amount of money that Google Ads makes. So for Google to make a lot of money through ads, they have to make organic difficult. But nobody goes to Google to see their ads. They go to Google to see the organic results, right? I mean, no, we don't like to be sold to, so we are going and typing something into Google to see the ads. So what happens is when we click on an ad, we only spend 15 seconds and we click on an organic visit, we spend 90 seconds. Why? Because we know ad, anybody can buy it. There's no rhyme or reason as to why they are there, except the fact that they gave money to Google. So we know that. So because we know that we have doubt when we click on that ad. So we are looking for reasons to get out of that website as quickly as possible, because it's almost like we think it was an accident. We just clicked on it because it was catchy title or whatever. But we know we think there's a catch 
So we want to get out of the website. So that's why the average person who clicks on an ad only spends 15 seconds versus the average person who clicks on an organic link will spend 90 seconds. So it's a really interesting way to think about marketing because once you understand that, look, once you understand you almost need six people to spend the same amount of time a single organic visitor spends, you realize how expensive Google Ads can be. I've done studies where to create the same number of new patients from organic, from ads, you end up spending six times, seven times more money than you would with SEO and organic marketing. So ads are good if you have no other choice. But unfortunately, Google designed its algorithms in a way where only 5% of the websites get all the free traffic. So 95% of you have no choice but to buy ads, which is kind of how they make their $224 billion by forcing 95% of the businesses to buy ads because that's the only way they can get new business. It's interesting to know that if you are good at organic, if you are good at SEO, you have an amazing advantage. your cost is going to be significantly lower and you get your new patients to give you more time to convince them that you are the right dentist for them. 90 seconds is six times more than 15 seconds if they came through an ad. So how do you do a good organic ad and how do you keep them on there for 90 seconds? And what what kind of information should you be giving them in those first 90 seconds? Like what are the questions should you be answering or giving them right away? Yeah, great point. The question you're asking is how do I dominate SEO, so I get that organic visitor without giving Google money for ads. And to do that, you have to master six areas. I'll touch on them really highly. One is NAP, which stands for name, address, phone number, consistency. You need to make sure that your business name, your business address, and your phone number is written exactly the same way in hundreds of sites. You need an army of people just finding these sites, cleaning up the issues, and then maintaining it. So Wherever Google looks on the internet to learn about you, it's seeing the exact same practice name, phone number, and address. Even like if you write the word Boulevard, BLVD, in one place, and that's the way you like it, then you need to make sure everywhere it's written as BLVD. You have to get down to like exact spelling, punctuations, etc. That's the first thing you need to do to you know, be in that 5% to get 95% of the free traffic from Google. The second thing you need to do is you have to have original content. Uh, Google loves original content. So you need people who know how to write in a way Google loves. And then of course, nothing can be copied, not even a sentence. Third thing you need to pay attention to is Google Eat. If you are not in healthcare, you don't need to care about this as much. But if you are in healthcare, like all dental practice owners are, then of course you care about this. So E stands for E, expertise, A for authority, T for trust. You have to kind of show Google that you're an expert, you're trustworthy, and you're an authority. Again, I can spend an entire 30 minutes explaining this, but at a high level, just realize you need to master Google Lead and implement it. The next one is Google Lighthouse score. So every single page on your website gets a score from Google from one to 100 in five different dimensions. So you want to get 90 plus in all of those five dimensions, page by page by page. What makes it tricky is Google algorithms do change, the Lighthouse algorithms, at least once a month, but more often than not once a week. So every time it changes, you may have been doing well a week ago, but you don't do well anymore. So you have to go back and update things. The fourth one you need to worry about is quality backlinks. Who's linking to you? Are those links considered worthwhile links and so forth? And one of the things that Google really cares about is how many reviews do you have? Are they love letter reviews? Are they paragraph reviews? How often do you get those reviews? So reviews is something also you need to care about. So imagine you are acing every one of these six areas that Google cares about 
then you are going to be in the top 5%. That's going to get 95% of the free traffic. The second part of your question is, okay, fine. I asked Google. I'm showing up on Google. They're clicking on my website. They're giving me 90 seconds to convince them. What are they looking for in those 90 seconds to believe that I am the right dentist for them? First thing they're looking for is, are you an expert? So for example, I'm Googling veneers, you need to show them you've done a lot of veneer cases. You are the expert. The second thing that they're looking for is, do I like you? We do business with those we like. So how do you get them to like you within that 90 seconds? Last but not least, are you trustworthy? You know, I have choices. You're not the only dentist in town. So why should I trust you? Because if you don't trust you, then we as consumers are not going to choose you. So these are the things you have to focus on. The mistake I see practices making is they kind of get distracted with other things outside of these three things. So they focus on that different unique color or the design they like and distract the patient from focusing on these three questions they have. So the key is don't distract them, just answer these three questions and do it quickly. Remember, they are like in a hurry, they only will give you 90 seconds. So within that 90 seconds, you have to convince them by answering these three questions. So just not a bunch of long, lengthy words of blah, 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 verbal vomit. You want to get to the point, get those questions asked in the first paragraph. So with that, so how do you build trust? How do you get a patient to trust you? So if it's not colors and pretty pictures and it's information, how do you show them that you're trustworthy in that amount of time? Is it by being consistently posting ads or is it going to your website? Yeah, that's a great question. Remember I said three questions and the first two is, are you an expert? And the second one is, can I trust you? Are you an expert and can I trust you? Go hand in hand. So how do you show someone you are an expert? So let's take veneers for an example. You know, if you have done a lot of cases, showcase those cases. Ideally, use, you know, full face before pictures and full face after pictures. So they can see how somebody's life has been changed thanks to your expertise with veneers. And real patients, right? Not cookie cutter photos that you buy off of Google. Exactly. It has to be your photos, your patients, actual cases where you step-by-step explain, this is what I did. This is why the patient came to me. This is what I did. And here is the outcome, you know, and do that four or five times. And the other thing you may want to also focus on is, you know, pick people who are different, different in age. So if you want older patients, have cases of older patients. If you want younger patients, get patients who look younger. If you want more female patients, have female pictures. If you want more male patients, have male pictures, even like skin color, right? The reason this is interesting and important is we all think we are different and unique. So when we have a picture that kind of looks like us, whether it's skin color, age, male versus female, or even the dental issue that I have is similar to the person I'm looking at on the screen. I think you can help me because you have helped someone like me. So the key is kind of help making that connection through those pictures. So five, six really good quality pictures that are diverse is very powerful. So that's one way you can establish you are an expert. The other way you can get them to trust you is through reviews. Like let's say people have talked about how you gave them that beautiful smiles and they mentioned the word veneers on Google grab that review and post it on that veneer page. And hopefully two, three, four, five reviews like this, because now the patient knows this doctor is not only good because he or she says they are good, but 
Google also believes they are good because there are actual people, human beings, just like me, who have gone to Google and said wonderful things about this particular doctor with regards to veneers. So being able to see that quickly, that you are trustworthy when it comes to veneers is very powerful. So it's reviews, it's cases. Those are two things you can do to both establish yourself as an expert and get people to trust you. Yeah, I like how you say showing pictures of patients you want to attract because I never thought of that. I just kind of show pictures of everybody, but that makes sense. Because if I see a picture of some old guy having dentures, I'm like, oh, they only work on those patients or you wouldn't think of that. But if you see somebody like you, like, oh, they work on patients like me. Yeah, I love that. That's great advice. You mentioned trust and like, is there a difference between trust and like, or is it the same thing? Yeah, liking is slightly different. Liking meaning, do I feel comfortable with you, right? I'm sure we all watch politics or some of us more than others. I'm a political junkie. So I keep hearing pundits, you know, pontificate about this candidate is going to do better than that candidate. And one of the things they talk about is liking. Usually the way they explain it is, does the voter feel comfortable having a beer with you, having a conversation with you? If the voter feels comfortable that they can talk to you, they're more likely to vote for you because they feel like they like you, you are relatable, you are someone who understands them. It's all about people feeling that you understand them, someone they can communicate with, someone they are comfortable with. So how do you do that? Um, Remember in the old days, people made a decision after they met the doctor, but now we're all busy. So we make a decision before we even pick up the phone. So videos are a powerful way to get people to like you. So do simple one minute videos where you talk about things that in their mind. So, you know, every veneer patient, let's say there are three questions they always ask, answer those three questions, put it up as a video, one minute video. And in the video, make sure you never ever use jargon, like talk as if the person only has fifth grade dental education, meaning they don't know any jargon, they don't know any terminology. They're just like somebody who who just has no knowledge about dentistry. Talk to them, help them understand like what you're saying. If they can understand what you're saying, they feel like, you know, they can get along with you, that you are relatable. Because one of the fears patients have of doctors is you are smarter than me, you are financially better off than me, et cetera, et cetera. So those thoughts we have make us kind of a little bit afraid of doctors, you know, not feel as comfortable with doctors. So the more human you are, you know, the more relatable you are. And another thing you can do is on the about the doctor page, show pictures of your family. If you have young family, show pictures of you with your family, because a lot of patients are going to be parents. So when I see you as a parent, I feel like I like you because you and I have something in common. We have a common background, common way of thinking. So we like people who are similar to us as well. So anything that can show them that you have something in common with them, you have pets, highlight it. You like traveling, put those pictures up. Anything to kind of make you relatable is very, very powerful. We don't think about these things, but it's so important to get people to like you online in 2023. Because if they don't like you, like for example, let's say I'm 27. I'm not 27, I'm 47. Let's say I'm 27. Say I'm 27. And the doctor is 67, right? The fear the patient might have is, oh, he doesn't understand me. He's not a 27 year old. So he won't understand what I'm looking for and he won't understand what I'm trying to say. So if I can find someone like me, who's also a young doctor, maybe I should go to that person. Of course, you don't want that 27-year-old going to that young doctor. You want that 27-year-old to come to you. So to get them to like you, these videos, anything that makes you relatable, just like them, is very powerful. So it's kind of like a bedside manner. 
but online yeah, but because you're you really doing it online. That. Exactly. And the beauty yeah. of this is it'll work for you 24 hours, seven days a week. You don't have to do this video and like repeat the same information 300 times. The website will, you know, repeat the same information 300 times in front of 300 people. So it's a very powerful way to scale yourself as well. Unless you're a brain surgeon, we don't want bedside manner. We want good surgery skills. <laughs> yes. So how does somebody start? If somebody's just like messed up, made a mess of everything, nothing matches, or they haven't started, where do they start? How do they get started? And do they have to erase everything that's on there and start from scratch? Or how do they build and do it from here? Absolutely. So I think if they are not dominating Google, they need to know that. If you're not ranking for 100 or more keywords and phrases on page one of Google, meaning the top 10 results of Google search, let's say Invisalign near me or you know six month veneer, whatever the keywords, if you're not ranking near the top of Google, that means you are not um, doing well with regards to the dental bias journey. So that's a good place to look. The way we do it is we do a comprehensive review. So anybody who's interested, will set up a marketing strategy meeting. It's a 90 minute meeting and we do six hours worth of research prior to that meeting. And during that meeting, we will tell you, okay, here is how you're doing with regards to SEO. Yes, you're doing great. If not, the reason you're not doing great is your nap is not optimized. Your lighthouse score is not optimized. You're getting a C grade. Let's get you to an A. So not only will we give you a grade at a detailed level for every single thing that matters, but also we'll give you a plan on how do you change that grade to an A within 12 months. It's a very powerful blueprint you get. So do the marketing strategy meeting, get the blueprint and then implement it. Once you know what to do, then it's a matter of having the discipline and the team behind you to make it happen day in and day out. The good news is, this way of marketing, like dominating SEO, mastering the dental bias journey is five to 10 times less expensive than any other way of marketing. In the long term, you will have an advantage because you're spending way less and getting way better results than anybody else out there. And that advantage will, you know, pay dividends in so many ways. It'll you know, drop to your bottom line because the money you save, it will give you a competitive advantage because you are going to be one the top 5% as opposed to the bottom 95%. So you're going to get a lot more high quality new patients. So it's it's really, really good. This is good for people who are long-term thinkers. There are people who just want magic and they're always chasing that magic. Uh, you know, this is not it. This is like slow and steady. And the good news is it gets better and better over time. So uh, uh, someone who has been doing this for six months versus three years, the three-year person would have so much of an advantage. If you are like a long-term thinker and if you are persistent, this is a great strategy to, you know, really dominate and 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 do well with regards to new patients. Yes. I like how you cover all the things too, because you can't just throw your money at Google or throw your money at ads and sit back and just wait for the patients to pour in and give you cash, right? You have to work all the steps. So it's one thing if they get to your site, but then you have to be trustable, likable, and things have to match up. I like that you cover all the bases. It's not just one thing. Should a practice dedicate a team member to work on marketing full-time or do you work with the dentist or the team or how does that work? What do you recommend is best? Yeah, I think... Marketing today is very complex. I mean, it's like just to master an app, it's very detail oriented. You can have like not just one person, but a team of people like learning about hundreds of websites and knowing how to deal with them. Right. So the challenge that you will have if you were to hire a team member is unless they're like supremely smart and love marketing and they're working like 100 hours a week, they won't be able to keep up with all the different things that is changing. Like Google makes 3000 changes a year. 
eight changes a day. So just to keep up, you need to invest time. So the way we tackle it is we have 14 teams. Each team just does one thing. So that way they can just focus on, you know, keeping up with Google's changes in that one area and then just keep doing it week after week after week. And then we combine all those efforts with the help of all the 14 teams and then we help one client do well. So yeah, you can hire a person, but I, I haven't seen it work at least for five plus years now, just because it's very complex. Or you can find a company like ours, of course, take the marketing strategy meeting report. And the link for that is dentalmarketingsociety.com slash MSM. And then apply it, whether you hire us or somebody else, but make sure they have the teams to do the work. Because a lot of times doctors don't make sure that the work is happening. So they get sold all these wonderful things. And then three months later, six months later, things are not improving and they don't even know how to even look if things are improving. So you should have a meeting with your marketing company. How am I doing with NAP? And how did I do three months ago? Where am I today? Like how many NAP profiles are you managing? How many of those profiles have consistent name, address, phone number? How am I doing with Lighthouse Go? Can we check these seven pages and tell me how I'm doing with Lighthouse Go for those seven pages? Am I doing really well? What are my scores? So kind of go through at a detailed level, how are you doing in these six areas, at least every three months? And if things are improving, then you're doing well. If things are not improving, then you're not. But the high level test is how many phone calls are you getting? So, you know, track your phone calls, have a separate call tracking number. How many keywords are ranking on page one? Remember I said, if you are ranking for hundred or more keywords, you are in the top 5%. So those are two quick ways to say, how is it going? And then improve it. So just because you're ranking for 100 keywords, you don't stop there. Like we have clients who are ranking for 600 keywords, 700 keywords. We have clients who are getting 100 new patient calls. Of course, they have been with us for several years. The longer you do it, your results should continue to get better. So track all of this stuff. That's a lot of information. We could do like so many episodes on each little topic, which I think we should break it all down. And so I can see why having your dental assistant in charge of your marketing is not a good idea because for one thing, they're busy assisting and with all the other sterilization, hopefully, that you need somebody in your corner that knows what they're doing, like your company or another company, but somebody that specializes in this. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I think it is too complex. And also it's a lot less costly because, you know, our people work from home. So we have a lower cost structure. Like if you were to hire somebody and train them and all that, you're going to spend $100,000 easily on marketing. And our clients spend $1,250 a month. It's a significantly different cost, but they get much better value. So people can reach out to you at the dentalmarketingsociety.com slash MSM, or also go to dentalmarketingsociety.com. And that would be to learn more about marketing. And like you said, there's so much more details, obviously, that you could discuss with clients and help them on their journey. Absolutely. It is like an ocean. So I think as the owner of a practice, you need to know these things, but you don't need to do it. As long as you understand it and then you can monitor it, you'll do fine. But the key is make sure you take the time to understand how to think about the dental bias journey, how to dominate Google, and then make sure that you have a team that's reporting to you on how they're doing with NAP, how they're doing with Lighthouse Go and so forth. Because if they are, that means things are getting better over time and your numbers will continue to improve. You have to keep track of it. So make sure it's working for you, make sure it's it's going and make sure the marketing team is actually working for you as well. So that's good. Exactly. And with the politics on the side note, cut out now if you want to, but maybe it's because I am related to Abraham Lincoln that I can't help it with the politics. I try not to talk about it too much, but it's just like, I can't help it. It's a curse, but a passion. That's a whole nother off the air topic. <laughs> 
Well, it's nice having you as a guest again today, and we will have you back soon and break these topics down into bite-sized pieces. Maybe I'll make little videos out of these on our website and also on our YouTube station. We'll put this whole video out there, but then we'll also break them down into bite-sized pieces about topics as well. So it's easier to break it down and listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. That would be awesome. I think it is complex. So breaking it down, I think would make it easier for people to then consume the information. Okay, we'll talk again. Thank you so much, Cindy. I really appreciate uh, you today. And I think this is an awesome conversation. Thank you again. And for all of you out there, you know, have a wonderful rest of the week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, you can uh, listen on YouTube with the video. Also, wherever you listen to your podcasts, we are there as well. And the website, rootyouon.com, where you can find all of the episodes as well as uh, all of the guests and bio. So check it out. Thanks for listening or watching.